0: Elite Sports is our partner for all things squaring around merch side. If you want something that's got our faces, our smiling faces, or just our logo on it, hey, hit up elitesports.com forward slash square. Use code SQUARE at checkout, help out the show. They also got a huge range of athletes to pick from. Elite Sports forward slash star. Check them all out. Ashton Hawkins is on there. Malik Hornsby is on there. Uh, You know, support the team any way you can, right? That's what we talk about on here. So.
1: It's up, baby. Exactly. Got to support the athletes. Got to support Elite Sports. And it helps support us. Thank you.
2: Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games?
1: We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas Texas State State fans. fans. Get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Squaring Around podcast, which I guess you can now call the Cautious Optimist podcast. (laughs) Because, you know, the very beginning of the year, me and Andrew were very, like, cautiously optimistic about the team. And then our expectations went through the roof. And now we're riding the roller coaster with you. But I'm not sad about it. I'm not sad that the Raging Cajuns beat us one time, Zim.
1: No, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed because I still believe that they are a uh, rivalry game for Texas State. I know people were arguing that UTSA is the only rivalry game. I like to think that that, uh, Louisiana is a rivalry game as well. I was disappointed. I thought we played really poorly in the second half, but we can get to that in the second half of the podcast, where we don't look bad. The second half of our podcasts are great.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so at the in the middle portion of this podcast, we wanted to talk to somebody who I refer to as the King of San Antonio, Cole Wilson, UIW transfer, All-American at the STS level, and now balling out of control with the Bobcats. Cole, you're our only hope.
1: He's looking really good. Looking really good. Part of the, uh, the three-headed monster out of the wide receiver core.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. If you see my hat, notice it's an Astros hat. Rally, baby. <laughs> what are you gonna do um we are joined by cole wilson transfer out of uiw uh cole what's it been like what's what's this week like you ready for family weekend ulm this week
3: oh yeah i'm feeling good i got a lot of family coming down here so nice. definitely excited
0: you're a katie guy right so a lot of yeah. people making the trip down from the houston area
1: hmm. Well, let's talk about like the the trip from UIW to Texas State because like I think a lot of like we talked to Lindsey Scott Jr. We've talked to Leftwich and GJ and everybody else. What's it like now being like in the Texas State building and be like what What's the big differences for you?
3: Um, it's not really too much of a difference considering we have um a lot of the same coaches, but I feel like it's just a uh, you know different facilities, different environment stuff like that. But for the most part, it's it's really kind of the same thing. Like I didn't really have to like get accustomed to anything really.
1: What's it been like to have like the same coaches and kind of just like a carryover? Like, hey, you know, we, we this worked there. Let's see if it works here. That type of stuff.
3: Oh yeah. I, I, I like that a lot because like um moving over here, it's like you you really don't have to you kind of or or my freshman year, I kind of they already knew who I was. So it's not like I have to come in and necessarily obviously I have to prove myself with those new players. But, like, I didn't necessarily have to, like, start from square, from the bottom. And the same way with, like, the plays and stuff, like, I didn't have to learn a whole new playbook or anything like that. It was – I already knew the play. So, it was kind of simple.
1: I was going to say, I think it's it's weird. What's harder to do? Prove yourself to a coach or prove yourself to the other guys on the team?
3: Um – I'd definitely say other team just for the simple fact that – well it kind of depends on their mindset too if they want you to come in or something like you know it, it just depends on the their perspective of it if they want you to come in then they might embrace it but if they don't want you to come in they might hate or you know stuff like that so but it's been it's been real smooth over here like they treated me like i was family when i first came so that's
1: crazy why why do you think that is because everybody says like it's it's uh, if it's something in the water, maybe, at Texas State. Because there's never been anybody who's been like, you know what? We had a really big, big problem in the room. There's just immediately there was factions. It always seems like everybody's all together all the time over there.
3: Yeah, I have no idea why it's like that. But it's it's like, like you said, everybody together all the time. And I I think it's partially because we spent so much time in the building. But even before, like when we transferred here and we were just now getting in here, barely in the building, just uh for – workouts and runs it was still like we were like like this yeah that's pretty cool
1: i mean shout out to texas state for building a cohesive unit i guess and it's there you i talked to other coaches in different sports too and it seems like everybody's like just fun like everybody's just like together all the time and there's not any there hasn't been really any problems i think jacob can you agree to that like we haven't covered any like big fights or anything like that
0: I think what's so special, too, is, like, as you're you coming into, like, your own, you know, like, you're a really part of, the, a big part of this offense now. Every time you catch a ball, I scream, Cole World! <laughs> 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 but uh, every time, like, or, like, as you're coming into your offense, we're talking about it, too. Like, this is probably the best wide receiver room we've seen in a while, the best quarterback room we've seen in a while, the best running back room we've seen in a while. A lot of things are gelling together at the same time, and that's really cool to watch. So, yeah Um, like, what part in, I guess, like, Cause like after that crazy run at UIW, like you probably had some options. Like at what point were you like, at Texas State is probably my next spot.
3: Uh, I mean it was, it was kind of like a no brainer for me for the simple fact that, like what we talked about earlier, knowing all the coaches and not having to learn a new playbook and stuff like that. And then our coaches are like, you don't really find too many coaches like Coach Kenny, Coach Leftwich, you know Shoemaker, all of them. You don't coach Greg, even on the defensive side, like you don't, you don't find too many coaches like that who like, you know, they can, they, they handle their business and they, they keep it real with you all the time. But at the same time, you know, they're younger and they, 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 you can relate to them. They have a, a lot of fun and stuff like that. So it's, it's hard to find like genuine coaches like that.
1: I was gonna ask, what's the difference between having a coach like Kenny, whose favorite artist is a Little Baby, versus a coach that maybe's a little bit older, whose favorite artist might be like Bruce Springsteen? Like, what? could you tell? There's like a difference there from just like from a player yeah. point of view.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a difference. You know, it's it's just more of a relate factor. Like they're way more relatable. He, you
0: know, any he, is, Springsteen.
3: Is, is, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> the
0: E Street Band. Mm-mm, Come on, bro. All it. right,
1: that's fine. fine. Uh, <laughs> Is, is he really a little baby fan? Have you heard him like listening to Little Baby? Like we were like, oh shit, okay.
3: Uh, I haven't necessarily heard him listen to Little Baby, but then again, I haven't heard him really listen to anything. But like, <laughs> like even at UIW, it was always like Little Baby or whatever playing on the speaker while we we're practicing. Since I got there, so I wow. assume like it's not just a an act, like. <laughs> I meant to
0: ask yes, this with, with Coach Kenny on, but I was like I was looking at all like the little baby albums and they're just kind of like really bad album names. It's like hard, harder than hard, harder than ever, hardest <laughs> of all time. Like, what
3: is this, man? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like it's a just dripper so drum series from Gunna. but yeah. yeah, that's just what it is. It's hard. That's that's why it is. He put all <laughs> his uh he put all his his work into the music, not the title.
0: True. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. I guess that's
3: good. And the album
0: album covers are all just him too, like sitting down, like yeah, just sitting there.
1: (laughs) Who's your favorite artist?
3: Um, that's 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 a great question. I say overall, Chris Brown. But like, I listen to so many, so many genres and so so many different types of music. Like, it just it changes, it changes.
1: I wouldn't have guessed that you were going to be like an R and B fan.
3: Yeah, I love R&B. I listen to R&B, rap, country music. You name it, I listen to it. Besides rock and roll, I don't really listen to rock and roll like that. Shot, shot, really
1: shots fired at Bruce Springsteen, you're not Bruce Springsteen. Sure. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Yeah, you that maybe be happen.
0: why I didn't know. Yeah, there you go. Because you have one receiving touchdown. If uh if you're a Chris Brown fan, you're gonna hit some dance move celebration next time you get a touchdown.
3: <laughs> i don't know i was actually i was actually thinking about what move am i gonna do next for like okay. if i score but i can't really think anything but we, we'll have to see it might just have to be like a spontaneous thing i saw I sam
0: Nathan hit the karate kid celebration you know the crane yeah, was, thing a lot of guys that hit hard. that in the last i like
3: that it was kind of sick trying to, trying to be a little unique i want to want to think of something that no one's done mm. a backflip I can actually do a backflip, but Dave, that's That's going to be a plan. (laughs) You got to keep it to, like, minimal.
1: Well, okay, here's the thing. ULM, we talked about it earlier, uh, Jacob and I. This is a a program historically who has not really put the best product on the field. So, if we're having Family Day, uh, I think this is a really good one because people are going to be in the stands. And uh, if I was a betting man, I'd say Texas State probably has a good chance to win here. My point being, there's gonna be a lot of touchdowns scored. Maybe you can risk a 15 yard penalty, you know, at the end of the game. You know, you're up by three scores. No, you think think that wouldn't go over well?
3: Uh <laughs> I mean, at the end of the game, maybe if we up by three scores, I don't I don't necessarily think I want to be in the game. I think I might wanna, you know. But no, I get it. I get it. I get um, it. Nah, I'm not really a big penalty guy. I'm more of a follow the rules type of guy. You know, I don't want to put anybody in any position to, you know, lose any field position or lose their job. I mean, that's to the extreme, but, you know, you get where I'm going. I'm not really a big penalty type type of guy.
1: What a good answer. What a good answer that won't get you in trouble. Yeah, what else that? do you expect,
3: man? <laughs> He's trying to stay up there. <laughs> the <far laughs> his targets go.
1: What is the relationship with uh, TJ and Hornsby and everything else with the quarterbacks?
3: Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great relationship. So, uh, TJ and Malik it's just like as soon as Malik came in the spring like we all jailed together and then as soon as uh TJ came I want to say summer? I believe it was
1: summer. Like July. Yeah,
3: yeah somewhere around there but it, it was literally the same thing like everybody just jailed you know um, getting routes in during on Saturdays and different stuff like that. Just – it just helped build, the uh like, the camaraderie. So and
1: think- the chemistry. Do you have chemistry with one of both of them? Okay.
3: Yeah, definitely with both of them. Because it's like at the different times that they came, you could get chemistry with both of them because uh, Malik was here before, so we got a lot of chemistry with him. It wasn't like both at the same time. So then when Malik came – I mean, uh when TJ came, we got a lot of chemistry, so now we just had chemistry with both.
1: Like the best of both worlds.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something I think coach Kenny
0: has like credited to with the way that everything's kind of gelling is like just everybody's desire to win. Like this team wants to win so bad. Can you talk about that? Like, how do you like, just like funneling and like creating that expectation off the field? Like, what is that like? And, like, how do you create that?
3: Yeah. Um, definitely. They, they definitely had a desire and a drive to win. And I know for people like me and, like, nah, for people who came from UIW, it was like, you know, we, we're used to winning. And and me, I never had a losing season in my life, so I'm definitely not coming to lose. And the people from Texas State, you know, no one wants to lose, but you can tell they really had that drive. Like, they want to go in. And once you have the the players and the coaches who can really put you in that position to do that, then you really start to see the vision. So then, that's really when you when you get the buy in and all of that. Then you go into like first game. We we bought in, beat Baylor. Then it was like, oh yeah, we can. You know, we really doing this. So then it's really like, you know,
1: we're really doing this. Yeah. I think that that's the. I think that that's the difference, Jacob. We've been looking all year. Like, what's the difference between this group and like the years prior? Because there's been. Decade now of us banging our heads against the wall, being like, What the hell's wrong with us? Um, I think this is what it is. You got a bunch of winners in the building, you got a bunch of guys who have never lost, have never had a losing season, you know, and that's that's the big difference there. So, what coming off a loss like UL and then coming into a game like ULM, does that reignite a fire? Is that like kind of like a reset, like, Okay, hey, we did this right, this right, but we need to do this better?
3: Yeah, I mean, it is it, that, and then it's like, uh the way we lost it's really just it's not like a a big we ah we all knew we should have won that game, so it's kind of like it's it's simple things that we need to fix it's not like any big things it's things that we do on a daily that we know we can do offensive and defensive so it's 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 really it's kind of a reset, but at the same time it's like uh we kind of just you know corrected what we had to correct and then put that in the past like we're not worrying about that anymore. we lost, okay now let's go on and know this week. So we just come with that fire, and we're going we to show them Saturday. All right.
0: Nice. I uh, I think, like, this team kind of depending on you, too, for, like, kind of, like, really big, like, yardage situations. That's so why I call you the King of San Antonio, Cole Wilson. And you're like – I was writing this headline as that play happened. I was like, of course, UIW transfer, Cole Wilson gets us to the game. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. something like that basically is what I was going to go with if we had been able to punch it in uh off of that play would have been sick but what's it like just like being kind of like a true like central guy now in this like part of your career
3: uh i i definitely like it you know i love um being counted on in situations like that so you know no matter how the game's going i'm always ready and you know whenever they throw my ball away the ball my way i just you know do what i have to do do my job and so i i definitely uh like being counted on in those situations and you never know what Sally's next, so, you know. Yeah, like... exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After this week, you guys will have a bye week. What's your favorite thing to do on a bye week?
3: Um, I probably, I probably just go if it depends on what day they let us go. But I might try to go home, spend some time with some family a little bit, probably shoot some pool. I told my cousin who was going to go ride horses, so we'll probably do that too. Just, I like to do stuff when I can relax, you know, get my nice, mind off the nice. ball a little bit. Nice speaking our language, pool and horse
1: riding. On, I was going to say, <laughs> pool and horse riding, what type of vacation is this? this is crazy. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. So you're good at pool then?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pool, I got pool, a pool, pool table in my house. We can, yeah. That's okay crazy. what's your game do you play nine ball or what do you play uh i just play the regular like i don't really know what It's called eight ball i guess okay i just play the regular you know and you call solids or stripes and then go from there. yeah
1: to... so where do you go where what's your go-to do you go solids or stripes some people have like the lucky the lucky call
3: uh really so the way we play is just whoever like hits the yeah. first ball in yeah. or whatever so yeah. Yeah. whichever ball goes in it doesn't even matter to me but Okay. We win it. <laughs> and then horse riding, how'd you get into that? Uh really, really like I'm I'm not really like a big horse rider, but like my so I grew up in the Katy area, mm-hmm. but like all of my family is from like the country. So mm. it's like really I was besides living in Katy, I would just My grandmother's house or my uncle's house, they literally stay next to each other. So it's like they they all have horses and this, this and that. But I used to be scared of horses, though. Like I I would not touch a horse like at all. But I mean, obviously, as growing up, I just I don't know. So I kind of I kind of like horses now. I kind of like doing stuff like that. But I I used to not want to touch a horse. But that's kind of how I got into it, though, because like being in the country and stuff like that, I mean, it's not really much to do. So you gotta you know
1: ride the horses brother. Yeah. i've never i've never related to anybody more than i'm related to you right now yeah. no i i totally get it i was as well jay i was not a big horse guy growing up i thought that i was like this is this shit's gonna hurt i'm gonna get kicked yeah. in the chest um and you know as time goes on you kind of get you get used to it a little bit more now they call me big text so
0: you <laughs> know. it's almost from the cowboy capital of the world too so if he didn't like horses, that would be really. Odd problem to have, you know? People go to <laughs> Bandera just to feel like a cowboy. So.
1: God, it, it's insane. It's like the people people show up, like, from other parts of the country. So you think, like, Malibu, New York, right? And they, they come in, and they get to play a cowboy for a couple weeks, and then they go off and do their own thing. Totally cool. I got no problem with that. The problem is, is that they don't know how to walk on crosswalks, so they're crossing the street in the middle of the street, and you're like, hey, I'm just trying to get some breakfast tacos. What's going on here? You know, and I've got, like, <laughs> a whole – train of horses coming through town people people love the horse and buggy look dude there was a horse and buggy that would drive all over the town and if you got stuck behind it you think sticking behind a train is tough bro try to like <laughs> ride behind a horse and buggy it was tough mm-hmm. get out of your car your tires are all got horse shit on them it's just it's a rough time it's a rough time
0: <laughs> that's tough i actually got stuck behind a train the last time i was in san marco's and i was like oh my god this town never changes That uh,
1: <laughs> that's tough have but you I
3: gotten stuck yet, it. Cole? Oh, yeah. Now, where I stay now, it's like, it's a bridge that goes over the train. So it's, it's real easy. But when I first got here, like the first uh, semester, I was kind of staying uh, over there by the square a little bit. So I had mm-hmm. to, to get to um to the facility. It's a train right by my apartment. And I used to get stuck, like, all the time. I used to hate it. I used to try to beat the train. I almost, almost to- got stuck. Uh one time going to workouts, but it ended up um it ended up working out. The train ended up going. And then sometimes like the train won't even be moving. It'll just be sitting on the train. It's just there. Yep. And you're just stuck. Oh, yeah. We were we yeah.
0: were at school for two years without that bridge too. So mm-hmm. we were just on both sides. You couldn't do anything. You're
3: just there. Oh no.
1: No. We uh there there's a couple times, I think there was a final one year that I was trying to give myself like an hour, two hours to like get to campus and I remember sitting behind that train, and it was like a—you're you, pulling up over the hill. You see all the tail lights. You're like, "Oh, brother, really?" And you just—you just gotta sit. You just gotta wait. You know? Yep, it's
3: nothing you can do.
1: And then you get there, and then there's no parking. So it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's a perfect—it's a perfect, perfect storm, storm to be like late yeah. for your final, bro. Sometimes.
0: La- last question, Cole. Do you really speak Spanish, like fully bilingual, or is that just a rumor Chris
3: started? <laughs> nah, so, I do speak Spanish. And I've been, like, I started learning Spanish when I was, like, uh, two, three. But it's kind of like, as of right now, I I understand it a lot. Like, I can basically, if you speak Spanish, I can understand it. But it's a little tougher speaking it. A little, just for the simple fact that, like, uh, when you go for however long without speaking it, you know, you lose it a little bit. But, yeah, I can speak Spanish.
1: So, we went to Cabo. You're you're the tour
3: guide. <laughs> yeah, I think I can handle that. We're in the we're in the Cabo
0: San Lucas Bowl. Like Cole Wilson, come here. We need media for us. <laughs> so throw me right in the front. <laughs> That's fire. I just have gotten comfortable enough to my Spanish to like volunteer for stuff at work, like to translate. Because I'm a journalist, you know, so I just translate mm-hmm. like sound bites and stuff for people. That's yeah. scary. You're like, oh, this person's kind of like life and stories in my hands. In other- <laughs> I
1: don't have that problem. Nobody's ever come up to me <laughs> and been like, hey, you speak Spanish? Not once.
0: Never. Andres Roberto Zimmel.
1: Mm-mm. No, I wish. I wish I spoke Spanish. No, people be coming up and then the Latina chicks be coming up talking Spanish to me. And that's tough, you know, because you're like,
3: you got to learn you some, some, some key lines or something.
1: I do. You know? I do. You need a you couple know of what? phrases in your need... back
3: pocket, Yeah, We need
0: to
1: get, we need to get Jacob's brother, Jason, on the line. He's a, he's a. A uh, teacher, a Spanish teacher now. He he could give me some yeah. give me some He's, lines. He
0: gained his graduate degree at Texas State actually. So
1: S- spit some Perfect. lines out, you know. I, you know. Yeah, I think we'd be we'd be okay. We'd be okay okay. I got nothing else for you, Cole. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're making all of us really happy over here. This uh this fan base.
3: Yes, sir, I appreciate it.
0: Whole world. Appreciate you joining us, Cole. Thank you. you. Squaring around is also proud to be brought to you by Homefield Athletics. Homefield is your one-stop shop for everything college football. They got teams from all over the damn country. Not Texas State, though. So, if you're a Minnesota Gopher fan, go on Homefield. Use code SQUARE at checkout for 15% off. And if you're a returning user, maybe you're just a Homefield addict. You can't get enough. 10% off your order from here on out. Use code SQUARE.
1: My brother, his birthday is coming up. 21st birthday. He's a proud fight naggy. Use code SQUARE. Save a little bit of money. Thanks again to Cole for coming on. It's always great to have a uh former, I guess, all American. Hopefully he gets back on that maybe all conference wide receiver. You think he's on the uh the short list for that now, Jacob?
0: He's gotta be. I mean, he's for sure in the top three as far as like targets go. It's just like I think what would hold him back is just like the touchdown scored, you know, because he always gets those huge chunk plays, but he might not be the one taking it in. But he's kind of been like a safety net for TJ Finley.
1: I'd bet I honestly, if you were going to rank them one through three, I think Hobart's one Mm -hmm. Coles two and your guy Hawkins might be three.
0: Yeah. He might be three.
1: So, I mean, not a bad third choice to be honest with you. I think this is one of the better wide receiver rooms Texas has had. Speaking of Hawkins, let's talk about uh, the Cajuns before we move on to talk ULM and uh, you know, family weekend and all that type of stuff. Your boy, Jacob, You've been talking this kid up. You've been saying that this is your number one guy. You've been talking about how this is like the best receiver in the program. And when we needed him the most, like the avatar, like the, uh, Fauci, he vanished. So what What happened? Give us uh, your, your brain right uh, when he fumbled the ball.
0: I texted you that picture of my face, right? Like when we lost. Yes. <laughs> in the manner in which we lost, I froze my face uh, and I just had my mouth open. Like this, I'll superimpose this picture for our viewers at home, but that was the face I made when that happened because Cole Wilson, uh, having that fumble to end the, or not Cole Wilson, excuse me, Ashton no, Hawkins.
1: Don't, don't put that on my yeah, boy Wilson. Sorry,
0: Cole. Uh, but Ashton Hawkins having that fumble to end the game was like the kiss of death for me with that Ashton Hawkins take. Do I still think Ashton Hawkins has the capacity to turn his game around in the next season Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You talk about the postseason play. If he has a po- a postseason touchdown that wins us a bowl game. Aha! In your face. I told everybody. But uh, yet to be determined right now, too. I guess also, right, there was a lot of like kerfuffle about the wide receiver room in the beginning of the season. Like, who's the best, the fastest guy on the team? Is it Malik? Is it Drew Donley? And at that point, we hadn't even really known what Drew Donnelly was besides the fastest white guy alive ever. Maybe. I don't know. Um, white Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. But even he really has been kind of ineffective. Like, you know, he does it matter if you're the fastest guy in the world if you don't get targets? I don't know.
1: I mean, all good points. I will say this, that it's not one play that loses a game. It's a bunch of different plays. Tech State in the second half did not look good. The defense, for whatever reason, weren't on their P's and Q's in the second half. Louisiana, they got the win. Um, It's one of those games where at the end of the season, Tech State hoists a trophy at a bowl game. Nobody cares. Does not matter if Texas State ends up going five and seven. This is one of those games that you look back on and you go, "We should have had that one." So that right one. now, in the moment, not the biggest deal in the world. But for me, again, um, I'm looking at six and six, three thousand feet. This is what we're going for. This is the goal: win a bowl game, not nitpick every single game. That, that's that's where I'm at with it.
0: This is what I'm on. I'm on my Fred Durst shit, as you can tell with my flannels. Damn. Down. It's just That's one what of those days. days. You can't really think about the losses too much because I feel like they're not going to come that much. I hope. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, <laughs> <go. laughs> you know, and, and we say all the time, just you got to enjoy the season. You do not know what you're going to get next yeah. year. You don't know what you're going to get next week. So just enjoy the season as it goes. So yeah, I know this is good. I mean, I let's take the taste of ULM out of our mouth ma- or uh, ULL out of our mouth and put in ULM because this is a winnable game. This is already a game. If you saw uh, any of the news coming out on Wednesday that they've already sold all of the uh, parking tickets, there, there's no more. There's no more spots to tailgate, which I thought that was funny. That because those always go super fast. Does not matter if Texas State's good or not; those spots are always gone. This is supposed to be a record crowd for a non-important game. Like this isn't opening day. This isn't Houston coming to town. This isn't a top twenty-five team that's stopping by. This is a Game against ULM, a program who's not very good. And Texas State fans allegedly, taken sales-wise, should show out in big numbers, which would be big, would be huge for Texas State.
0: If you were uh, the president of a school, right, and your institution, like, honestly, like, wasn't good at a lot of things, let alone athletic stuff, like, at what point are you like, we should start pulling the plug on a few of these things to save some face?
1: This is your university star background. This is the pave yeah, over the yeah. uh, pave over the football stadium. Look in the darkest days. I'm talking Indiana. about
0: ULM. I'm not talking about. Texas.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm talking you, about ULM. Got you, got you, got you. I don't know, man. Terry Bowden's an interesting hire at coach. He's been there a couple of years now. Uh ULM in Monroe is a completely different game than when they're on the road. I, I look Texas state. I think they're favored 14 and a half points is what I saw uh, earlier this week. So look a two touchdown favorite at home in front of a good a crowd. This should be a no brainer. Texas state on paper has, in my opinion, like six of the top 10 players in this game on the offensive defensive side of the ball. And the most important position quarterback, TJ Finley continues to look better every single week. Um, all of my LSU friends told me that TJ Finley had a really bad accuracy problem. Honestly, Jacob, the interception you threw on Saturday, I wasn't really all that concerned about. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it was, wasn't, whatever. wasn't I mean, really an aggressive problem. That's
0: him trying to do too much, right? Yeah. Like he he was trying to come far from behind and he had that post at the end that we have on at Square and Pod on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Elon Musk's ex girlfriend, uh, Grimes. But um yeah, he took complete ownership of the game and we were like, he doesn't this isn't even his fault, really. Like this is kind of no, really honestly, boils down really- to the defense, right? Like we're going to point a finger and we don't point fingers on this podcast. We point entire hands.
1: But <laughs> we don't point fingers on the podcast. But if we were to point a finger, I would not point it at TJ Finley. Finley would not be the guy I point at. No, he's been great. Um, Hawkins. I, I Hawkins would get a point before TJ did.
0: Yeah, he probably would get a point. Especially, I mean, at the end. But uh, do you, that game was not like Hawkins's to lose. It was his to like, not win, basically, is how I look at that. Like, you know? That's fair. Because if he caught that ball, That's what? Fair. We win that game? for sure but
1: if he can if he he caught the ball he caught the ball if well, he has the ball mean... and holds onto it and yeah. holds onto it yeah. uh we pro- i i truly believe we win that game because i think that we would have set up to go down and score uh we had to score a touchdown we're down by four so whatever point is ULM this week um you know the, you, there's a bunch of different places you can listen to X's and O's. we're not the X's and O's guys we're the vibe guys and the vibes at Texas State i think are still very strong we talked to mac last week I think maybe we were out of, ahead of our skis a little bit. Would you say Do you think that there is the vibes were too strong? You think people were too excited already looking into, you know, winning a conference championship, not winning a game in uh, Louisiana?
0: I've kind of spoken on this a little bit. Right. I think we have a lot of fair weather fans in Bobcat land right now. like, mm. And so it's like, hey, weather this storm, because this kind of bad storm is not that bad as what we've had in years past. Like, wait, we've lost two games, one to UTSA. That sucked. One to our conference rival, who has owned us eleven times in the past yes. and destroyed my beloved baseball team in the Samba Conference tournament last year. Yeah, I was kind of pissed, but you know, hey.
1: So when you look at the rest of the schedule, Jacob, do you see us winning out? Is the real question. Starting this week, got to go one to zero this week.
0: Let me. You know what? I'll do. Let me consult Brady McBride's picks that he gave us at the beginning of the year and see where we're at. <laughs> For some reason, when we did this episode, I also did this on the front cover of the notebook I have for this podcast. Um,
1: what is it? What's my pen? I'm doing the Macarena over there.
0: What day are we? What year is What's it? it? It's
1: 2023. It's October 11th.
0: Brady had us going seven and five with a win this week.
1: <laughs> okay. Now the question though, Jacob, is will we went out.
0: Uh, I don't know. That's tough to say, because I think a lot of people, you know, you, you talk about having six weeks of film on a team. I think some people are kind of figuring out what the Bobcats like to do, and definitely they figured out Ashton Hawkins, right? Like, they saw yes. him as a as a potentially like a postseason favorite last year, and yeah, they kind of cooked his goose a little bit.
1: Okay, that's fair. I think that the more important player on the, on offense is Ishmael Mahdi. Um, I think that him getting banged up that played a big part on the lost Saturday. I want to know what his availability is on this Saturday against ULM.
0: You know is what's was weird about that? Like, we were talking about it too. It was Denario Davenport's Time to Shine, and,
1: mm-hmm. and he did not.
0: Couldn't punch it in. He's so. That's why, well, Jamel Jeter, too, he couldn't do it. And I guess Calvin Hill, I don't know what happened to him, but whatever.
1: Well, I was talking to a couple of ULL people this week in kind of a recap of the game on Saturday, and I said that the difference between Ishmael Mahdi and then the rest of the running back room is glaring. That is a big problem. And normally what Texas State has is they have a bunch of running backs who are all very similar in size and speed, and they all have very similar in attributes. This year, Ishmael Mahdi is a great running back in that he hits the hole hard and he's able to fight for extra yards and he has really good directional speed. When you have a bum ankle, it's really hard to cut. It's really hard to cut directions, really hard to uh, change, change speed, change directions. And when you have Davenport, who is more of a Northwest runner and Jeter, who's more of a Northwest runner and the ULL defense really shutting that down, you know, there's nothing really there for you. And then all of a sudden your passing game is turning into, okay, how do we set up these, passes to open up the run game and and at that point it's just the the floodgates open up and you can't you can't do anything so if monty isn't playing or is not playing at 85 95 percent uh texas state is in trouble and you know look we love mac Leftwich over here friend of the podcast we're going to talk to him again this year uh that is going to be a question for him this week can you find a way to solve that can you find a way to get those running backs into space or do you open up the passing game a little bit more and use hobert on uh, drag routes or Hawkins on comebacks and stuff like that. Now, Texas fans don't love to hear that, but what do you do?
0: I do think the talent is there in the running back room, too. Like, you I do? think because I was texting you, too. Like, I was like, oh, he's just hesitating just a little bit in, in you know, talking about Denario Davenport. And, like, to have that happen and then ish still to run like 185 yards, not good, <laughs> I would say. Um also, I told you to this too. I would not be surprised if Malik Hornsby would suit up as or have some form of different running responsibility aside from QB sneaking all the time, and that's true. Like GJ Kenny confirmed it this
2: week, pretty much. So. I think we'll probably just ride with the hot hand and and see what happens. Um, I think at this point in the season, um, you you do whatever it takes to win ballgames. But, yeah, we'll we'll see some more guys and continue. And and, got to get Calvin Hill going this week. Got to get him in there and, and get him some reps. and and Jeter and denario all those guys are, are really good backs. so we'll continue to get those guys reps but it's one of those deals once you get in there you got to you know capitalize on your opportunity and that's the thing about ish you know he's he's really capitalized on every opportunity he's had since he's he, he gets in there and, and makes plays and and uh, that, that's what it's about you got to you know got to go out there and produce um, so we're even getting uh, Malik some running back reps he'll get some running back reps this week and he can he can do it he's a really talented guy and that, that gives you the ability to do some things with him I don't know if he'll get in the, in the game and do it, but you know you can hand him the ball off and throw it with him, and, and you can do a lot of cool packages with him uh, in there. So uh, we'll get some Malik, you know, some reps. And when it's this time of the season, you got to get you know your, your talented guys like Malik. You got to keep on getting him in there. He got one rep um, in there and kind of got spooked and, and bounced it. But we got to continue to find ways to, to get him, whether it's running back and receiver and, and quarterback. Still, you know, we'll, we'll keep on finding ways to, to get him the ball. I, now, what do you
1: expect to see that? Do you see Finley and Hornsby on the field at the same time? Yeah. Or, okay. I You know, honestly, this changes the way that I think Malik Hornsby. I've always liked Malik. I've always, like, from what I've read, when I've seen uh, the practice film that uh, Colton snucked me during during the offseason, I like, I like Malik Hornsby. Um, I'll say this. If he is willing to sacrifice to play running back for this team, that puts him in a completely different sphere and turns him into, dare I say, a Bobcat legend. Because if you're a quarterback, you're a quarterback. You don't want to play running back. So if he's willing to say— he
0: avoided the position you know, his whole career.
1: Exactly. If he's willing to say, I will take a step back, I will play running back for this team that's 4-2 and two right now, that isn't ranked, I'm willing to take a step back and play in a secondary position to make this team win or to help this team win— you got to take your hat off to him and give him the Bobcat of the year award. And that's with Ish and Maddie and everybody else. You, if, if Hornsby continues to, or wants to actively play running back, take those hits and change positions for this team. He's the Bobcat of the year, in my opinion.
0: And prospectively, like this game happens on Saturday, the 14th, right? The week after that, we have a, a bye week on the 21st. and then we come back for Troy on the 28th. Like, Huge. this team could be in way better shape, right? We're talking about people coming back from injuries. Maybe Nash Jones, not Lincoln Perry, because it's the ACL thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Aaron Rodgers, sorry, you're not coming back. But I don't know. I think it, this is a good game because Tech State is highly favored to win. I think it's like 85% or something like that on ESPN's power index. And uh, it'll give us an opportunity to see kind of like, that backfield situation, really. I, t- I was telling you earlier, like Malik Hornsby is the second leading rusher on Texas State's team. Which, if you're an offensive coordinator like Mac Leftwich, you're just like, can we tap into that a little bit? Because we're kind of getting beat on the inside a lot here.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's not great. Um, I, you know, it's good that he's able to get those yards. It's not great that we don't have another running back in the, uh, in that in that conversation at least.
0: It feels like we're having a ball security discussion with every position group thus far. Like last, or for the Southern Miss week, it was Ishmael Mahdi, ball security, right? He had that crazy 62-yard score that was eventually, that guy made that huge effort It was, effort like, 90, was got it a, like a 92-yard yeah, score. Yeah, 96 yards or whatever it was. Yeah. But it didn't, didn't matter because it you know didn't matter. It popped
1: out, yeah. yeah. And
0: then before that, we were talking about TJ Finley. Butterfingers over there you know he gets that he Crack from behind the line and You know we got two or three uh, Kind of fumble rumbles That kind of stinks
1: ball this security is, That's a good wide point. receivers and, and You know what if you would have told me before The season that the turnover problem would be Ball security not interceptions Like I said, a lot of my friends who are SEC fans, who are TJ Finley, they called them truthers at the beginning. Now we call them haters. Uh, They were telling me that he's not good, doesn't have good accuracy. I mean, those guys would say it was probably going to be interceptions if he told me that we'd have, what, I think like, what, eight turnovers right now, nine turnovers as a team?
0: Two from him, like interceptions thrown.
1: Well, with fumbles as well. yeah, Lost fumbles. I think we're at like nine, nine turnovers, ten turnovers. So, Mm -hmm. look. You know, that's not exactly great. ULM, though, not a good team. (laughs) So it should be. there (laughs) There should be no question to come out of this week. Like this is it feels very like matter of fact. But watching ULM play, they held or they held App State. To a, a miraculous game, it's it was a miraculous win by App State in Monroe. That's not going to happen to Texas State because it's in San Marcos. And Monroe Magic is real. I tell people this; it's a real weird place to play a football game. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that that's I don't think that's going to happen to Texas State this weekend. We got a lot of friends that are going to that game too, Jacob. I don't know if you're going to be there. I'll you go be to there. All the games.
0: Yep, I will be there. I'm getting I'm getting like back into the swing of it. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm kind of like Nrow. I had two weeks off, so I was just kind of dicking around. And now I got to hey, get back to the fucking squaring soul around. Patch out? Yeah. Mm.
1: That's a good look. Grow grow this grow this part out right here. Grow the soul patch.
0: Yeah, I don't think Alyssa would like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to guess, uh, Jay Wright, ULM, right? Do you want to guess how many yards this guy has for the year right now compared to TJ Finley?
1: Um, oh, he has like 700 fewer yards.
0: Uh, it's like monstrously different. Like TJ Finley, 1719 yards. Jay, right. Get to that. I want to talk about 44 yards, bro. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's be, let's be honest here. The ULM on the schedule right now. ULM's a win. Arkansas state should be a win too. Those are the two check mark wins. This is, that is why I'm saying Texas State's going to be six and six. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's to me, like that's the basement. We need to be six and six. I want to talk about Craven's midseason rankings, Jacob. I want to talk about his mid-season deal.
0: I actually haven't even seen this yet.
1: Okay. So I have it. I have it up right now. Um, you will put it on the screen and post, right? Yeah. So he has the mid-season all Texas college football team. Now, if you remember from our conversation with Craven before the season, he had Frank Harris as the quarterback of the year, the preseason quarterback of the year, mm-hmm. which I thought was insane. Um would you like to guess who the quarterback now is? It's not Frank Harris.
0: I'm looking at it right now.
1: I I said it should have been Quinn before the season. I yeah. understand why it's not Quinn now, even though I do think that he's the best quarterback right now in the state of Texas. I mean, you um, mean I think, think TJ win, Finley's right? like
0: that's the difference of like who has Rice played. Is JT Daniels is the quarterback? It's the JT
1: Daniels? About. Yes. It's JT Daniels. He has a win against Houston, which is fair. The Owls are 3-3. Three and three. He has 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns, which is two more touchdowns than TJ Finley and 112 more yards. Craven's response to my tweet, which, you know, he's has every right. I like his list. I think it's a pretty good list, all, all things being equal. His, re- his comment was that outside of JT Daniels and Luke uh, McCaffrey, this Rice offense doesn't have anybody. Now I would like to point out that TJ Finley, outside of Ishmael Mahdi, not a lot going on here. Now Joe Hobert, Joey Hobert, he made the list as well. So Hobert made the list. I feel like that's kind uh, of Ishmael a stretch. Mahdi.
0: No, huh? Anybody else think that's kind of a stretch?
1: Ho- Hobert on the list?
0: Yeah, like, right. well, not that I, not that I think that's like the worst thing ever, but I think he's only really performed in like two to three games where it's been like, that's crazy. That's a stellar performance. There was, so it was him the, against Baylor and then what Southern miss. I don't know.
1: Southern miss. Um, the other receivers, Luke McCaffrey from rice and Sam Brown from Houston. So no Aggies, no Texas longhorns. And I think that Xavier worthy probably should be on that list if we'll be honest, but that's fine. Um, no TCU guys either. No John uh, TCU, TCU yeah. did not make, I don't think TCU made either list. I think they, I think Josh Newton made the defense, but no offensive players from uh, the Horn Frogs, but Ishmael Māhdi made the utility, which I thought was really smart for Craven to kind of lump him in at utility. Cause he couldn't put another running back on the list. He has a mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Brooks from uh, Texas and Taj Brooks from um, uh, Texas tech, who is blowing every record out of the book for the red Raiders. So I wanted to, I wanted to point that out. Hobert Motti, no TJ Finley. So that's two on the offense. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Texas State had uh was
0: Torrey Spears on this list. He's not even playing right now.
1: Yes, Torrey Spears made the list. <laughs> uh Tori Spears made the list at safety. And then uh Bell made the list as well. Ben yeah. Bell. That's uh, at that's defensive good, line. Which I thought that was I like that one. I thought the Ben Bell one was good. Spears making the list was questionable, but that's you know, I will take it. Four Bobcats on this list, Jacob, one UTSA person. That's not, you know, four to one. That's not bad. I'll take it.
0: Usually with these DCTF lists, we get baited like, hey, guys, here you're mentioned. And it's like uh, Seamus O'Kelly, punter of the year. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck yourself, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. and But like I said, Craven is that I look I look at the list, dude, and I think this is the best list Craven has made. I think every list has gotten a little bit better. This is the one that I like the most. He. After the loss against uh Louisiana, he still had us ranked 3rd in the power rankings, which I was like, all right, okay. there we go. Wow, look at us. Yeah. So behind but you got to remember. So <laughs> we were ranked 3rd the week before coming off the win against Southern Miss, behind Texas and a And oh, then oh, that's why. Texas, Texas <laughs> and A&M both lost <laughs> and we lost. So it was like there's really no nobody's moving up. No, so we, if you
0: we, if you went into a coma between this week and last week, same situation in college football. Situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So look, do look, Texas giving, Texas giving up a last second touchdown to Oklahoma. They don't move down maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of that central Texas bias there, but you know, that's just whatever. Was, that's fine.
0: This was A&M's year and maybe it's because I edit the Aggie Warpod for for uh, Mike and Jay, but I had completely bought in that this was A&M's year to to take one over the Aggies again Max Johnson under center. Ooh, what do we have here? It's a home game against the or against Alabama. Yeah. Nope. And then uh, talk about the cautious optimistic podcast. I went one and nine this week in fucking pick 'em because I'm having such a good time covering the Bobcats. I'm like, anything can happen. Anything
3: is possible.
2: Anything is possible. Anything is possible.
1: Yeah, that's tough. No, I wanted I wanted to talk about that the mid season rankings from Craven because I thought you know every time Craven writes something, I'm like you know what let's we'll give a little we'll give a little press on the pod. I think it's a good one. I think it's it's solid. DTF, you know the the well, parent he, he, of the pod. He,
0: he, he's so solid because he does include everybody's narrative in it, you know, which is nice because sometimes we're forgotten over here. And you know if you if you're a smaller program in the state of Texas and you're getting your shine on, Craven's gonna see you eventually
1: eventually yeah sometimes yeah, yeah. it'll take
0: crazy podcasts podcast to do it
1: but now, you know let me let me put this out there so we, we talk about ulm mm-hmm. their quarterbacks not very good our defense needs to step up there should be no reason that tech state doesn't win this game on multiple touchdowns um tj finley their defense is average i think i from what i remember it wasn't what well, nothing world no world beaters um on that team so Texas State in a real possibility here makes a play makes a bowl game. UTSA right now, Jacob, they might miss the bowl. They might miss bowl season. And they, they beat
0: Temple? Or who they beat?
1: They Athlete. are, I think, two and four right now. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Looks ugly. It looks like so, maybe some people should have been nicer to us a couple weeks ago as well. So they
1: beat Temple. They, they Ever- lost Ever to
0: his current team, Temple.
1: They lost to uh, yeah, they lost to Tennessee. They play UAB, the uh, the Flying Dilfers, The uh, They play uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, they have East Carolina, which is a pretty solid team. Man, how North Texas? Texas. Coach
0: Everett Withers coached in the American. Dude, he was at FAU too.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody except for UTSa. It seems like Rice, which you know, with the quarterback of the. Midseason decade? awards, you know, you can see what happens. South Florida, and then of course they go 2 2 lane. So they got two wins here. They need to win, what, two more games? Four more games? Yeah, they need to win four more games. In Jacob, six. they might miss bowl season. And if this is, this is, Bobcat fans, this is what I'm talking about. If Texas State goes 6 and 6 and wins a piss poor bowl game, I don't care. We buy the shirts, print the shirts. <laughs> Make the parade. Get the riverboat going because we're coming, baby. And that's I wanted to end the podcast on that. I want to thank yeah. Cole for coming on. I want to put this in the minds of every Bobcat <laughs> fan. That there is a we have we're two wins away from being bowl eligible. This week we'll be one game away from being bowl eligible. If we win the conference, that's great. If we play for the conference title game, that's great. That's awesome icing on the cake. Yeah. Get to a bowl game, win a bowl game, beat UTSA, baby. That's where we're at.
0: Well, like, um, you were you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but like everybody was like, oh, "Man, we lost to ULL. We lost to UTSA. Man, this team's off the rocker. We need to figure it out, man. GJ Kenny, we can't be the team that can't close games. Who cares, man? We weren't even trying to do this shit before the season." <laughs>
1: Like yeah, if no, I'm the only
0: uh, one I, that was doing that, this is like a total surprise that we're even this competitive still.
1: Am I? Yeah. am I I, I don't think you're wrong to say that. I'm, I'm glad that we're competitive. I'm glad our fan base thinks that we should be more competitive. I'm glad our fan base is upset that we blew games. I was upset too. I was upset for like 24 hours. And I was like, you know what? They have had more wins in the last month than I've seen in the last couple of years from Texas State. And there's, there's a beat. There's a pulse for this team. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Bill Cohen. Who was the voice of the Bobcast forever? Him and Brant. Uh, he's an O's fan. I got this hat a couple months, a couple weeks ago when uh, my Texas State hat got run over by a beat truck, and I got, I got the the O's hat uh, the smiling bird. And uh, I thought about Your it when ass I bought is it. Swept baby. Yeah, Texas did sweep, and I thought it was funny because it came in today. They were recording, it came in today, and I was like, well, perfect timing, they're out of the playoffs already. So I thought about Bill when I bought him. They're already, the they're already counting
0: down eight games. Like, they, we just need eight, we just need eight. Go, yeah. fuck yourselves, man. I That's hate it. the Rangers so much.
1: Oh, I, I'm excited. The ALCS is going to be fun. Rangers and yeah. Astros, it'll Rangers be the, Astros. you know. It'll be fun. I'm I'm excited. We're recording, a...
0: we're recording this as the twins and Astros play right now, right? Yeah,
1: the twins the, tw- the twins are winning that game. They're done. They're 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 shit. They're done. Bottom of,
0: the, bottom of the second right now, one-one, Astros twins.
1: Mm, don't don't spoil it for me. I don't think they're gonna win.
0: Don't spoil it for me. Uh before we go, also, I wanted to bring up something that our guy Rocky Salinas 2 has to say on Twitter. At Pod, this is what I was talking about. This is right after the ULL game. We saw my concern with the Louisiana game. The defense is a major problem for this team. If we want to be a serious contender, we are going to have to be better. 30 points and 500 yards of offense should win you any game. I agree. Unfortunately, that is not the reality. What I'm kind of upset about, and... Like Texas State has, like, the defense has really kind of been the point of pride for the team. Like, we don't have anything, but we have a Brian London, or we don't have anything, but we have a Brian Holloway or a Tory Spears. We had something like that going on for a long time. And now, who cares? Zimmel's grandmother could run for some yards against the Bobcats right now. Uh, And that is concerning because we're kind of becoming like Colorado slash USC ish, like, in the fact that we just don't have like,
1: a run defense or, like, any semblance of a defense Uh, at times? How many yards does ULM have to uh, rush for this week to make that look like a foolish statement? Let's see. Like, if Texas State holds them under 150 yards, 100 yards.
0: Their best guy only has 277 yards on the season. So if he gets more than 85, I think that's bad.
1: Okay. But as a team as a Texas team. State holds them, holds them to hundred yards.
0: I I don't know. Cause like, what is defense anyway? Right. I don't know. Maybe this is my like GJ Kinney, like brainwashed brain thinking like, who needs, who, who needs, needs defense, defense. If We're scoring 50.
1: Yeah. Who needs defense when we're scoring 50? The problem is, is that the offense took their foot off the gas too. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree with Rocky um, tweet at us. You guys have done a really good job on Twitter Honestly. Um, of, of supporting the, the pod. And I want to thank you guys for that. Cause it is, um,
0: this Those, is a community effort, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. We're 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 trying to beat the other the other uh, Sunbelt pods. Now the fun belt pod does a good job of tagging us in every tweet. And um yeah, tweet with at our them. Analytics. Stop tagging us. <laughs> messing with our analytics, but you know, game day tweets. We're doing good. You guys are doing a good job supporting. Um go to the game this weekend. Fill the stands. And
0: Do you have a prediction camp- for you another
1: hat. <laughs> send me another hat, Chris.
0: It, yeah, my guy uh Lindsey Scott Jr promised me his outfit the last the next time I see him. <laughs> so So hey, I, literally giving me the shirt off his back. Strip strip down we'll buddy. Do a, maybe we'll do a jersey swap at the end oh. of the game.
1: <laughs> Ooh, there you go. There you game go.
0: recognized game, Lindsey. You have a prediction for this one?
1: Texas State uh Texas 35 State. ULM. No, you know what? No, I'm not. Hold on.
0: 50, Texas baby. State.
1: Texas State forty five. What I what I mean thirty five. Yeah. What are Texas you thinking? Forty five. ULM twenty eight.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, because we don't. If we just don't care about defense anymore. No. Just
1: yeah.
0: lay some over. TJ.
1: Hammer the over. Hammer the over.
0: Yeah. Hammer the over.
1: Boom. Put that in the graphic.
0: Seventeen hundred yards. How come I can't bet on TJ Finley every single week? What the hell is that? At FanDuel. At picks. Yeah.
1: Um. Do you think he finishes with Sun Belt Conference Player of the Year?
0: I don't know. It's not going to be Grayson McCall, which everybody was like, dick riding all the way to the end.
1: I think, I think he has a shot. I think he has a shot. Like, Texas State can't be more than like a three-loss team. But if he plays well against Troy,
0: if he, if he has like 20, 25 touchdowns through the rest of, because he has, he's at twelve right now. He's
1: at twelve, we have, we're at six games. He's got six games left. So you'd have to stay on this pace.
0: He needs eight, basically. I think so. That'd be the only thing that's like kind of holding him back, right? Unless it's ish, like, you know, all-purpose yard leader.
1: I, I, look, and the thing is is that Texas State could get both. They could get player of the year and then offensive player of the year.
0: Have you seen this guy on Twitter, the TJ Finley Heisman tracker?
1: Yeah. I, I He's got one for uh, ish, too, and I'm like, brother, good luck. Like, you have to pretty much come out and have, like, 500 yards the first three weeks, like, back to back to back. To, yeah, well, not um, like, just that. It's,
0: like, the off-the-field stuff, too, right? Like, Oh, yeah. If you have any sort of noise behind you at the at the beginning of the season, you've basically pulled yourself down in any Heisman conversation, right? Like, when TJ Finley came over here, everybody was like, who cares about this Auburn bounce back, you know, like, he wasn't good at the SEC, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't until like week three that even we were like TJ Finley's the guy.
1: Well, hold on, Baylor, UTSA, Nevada, yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. week three is fair. Yeah, when
0: we scored seventy on Jackson State. Because I think that was part of my three takes, <laughs> like for DCTF too.
1: I look, and you know, at the end of the day, I mean, the postseason awards don't matter. Awards don't matter in general. You know what does matter? Banners, championships, bowl games, bowl wins. And we could do that. So that's what I care about.
0: The thing I was most upset about last week is we had such a great podcast with Mac Leftwich, and then they lost.
1: And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. It's a Supercat offense. That's fine. Well, and I saw some people using the Supercat offense. and I was like, TM? You're welcome. Yeah.
0: That was a fucking squaring around original, everybody. Yeah.
1: Well, the people on the broad and also, you know, I don't like shitting on broadcasters because I am a broadcaster, they have, but those, and they have families. Those yeah. guys last week were fucking awful. That was favorite, just I
0: I tweeted this actual quote from the broadcast, but he was talking about Denario Davenport being down Denario like popped up real quick. Yeah. Right? He was like, that guy was double cheeked up ham cheek. It looked like a Thanksgiving dinner down there. I was like, what the hell are we talking about here?
1: That yeah, no, those guys were rough. That was a rough, rough hang. I was like, Um, if
0: we got to call games in college, that's what we would have said.
1: Dude. Yeah. I mean, like,
0: and I've never called a game before. And the thing is,
1: is this like, you know, with Brant, he doesn't root for the Bobcats. Like you can tell that Brant is very much. He's a, he's a constant professional just down the middle, you know, just the facts, ma'am type of deal. And everybody else roots against Texas state, like actively is rooting on the downfall of the Bobcats. And it's like, why We aren't any good. Let us have a win, you know?
0: What I appreciate about Brant's coverage is that regardless of the way that the game goes on the field, it's across the board, like with any sport that he covers. Like, he's prepared to talk about the game as it goes. So if, like, ULM got ahead of us this week, he would be prepared to talk about the best, like, 10 guys on ULM's team that's making that happen. Yeah, vice versa, obviously, with Texas State because that's his team. But still, you know, he's just a consummate professional.
1: I'll say the Baylor game, And then the two Texas State games have been the best – look, the best games from a broadcasting standpoint. The one game with the lights and the cameras and the action was terrible. But besides that, I mean, the Baylor game and those two games have been the two enjoyable games. And, like, the other three have kind of been shit. And it's like, what are we doing? You know? That was a national broadcast. That was on ESPNU. What do we – why do we have (laughs) – Why do we have two guys who are, like, rooting for the cages on this game? Like, what's going on? Yeah,
0: I think that happens with, like, all, like, the G5 schools, right? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, No. Because I've I've tuned into some UTSA games when UTSA played Army on ESPNU, and that game was also kind of weird. I was like, how'd they get two academy guys, first of all, to call this game? (laughs) That's kind of strange.
1: Well, so last night, App State and Coastal Play. That game was down the middle. That game wasn't like, uh, you know, hey, we're going to all be on Coastal because it's a home game for him. I thought it was very much down the middle. I didn't think that there was, like, anybody rooting against App State. Or actually, correction, that was at App State. Uh, there wasn't anybody rooting for App State. There's nobody rooting for Coastal. So, I mean, like, you know, I just – it bothered me. It's been irksome.
0: You know what time it is? It's almost fall crossover season. So, volleyball is getting, awesome. getting ready to play their conference tournament. Soccer is getting ready to play their conference tournament. Uh, men's basketball women's basketball getting ready to have their media days and uh, baseball and softball are already doing their fall scrimmages
1: all right so let me give you a number because then we have to wrap up yes texas state fall athletics postseason wins that's bowl games that's soccer games that's volleyball matches four and a half over under Uh, over. So, you think that we win five between soccer, volleyball, and football? We win five, five games
0: in the postseason postseason play. Yeah, for sure. Because soccer, I think we're sitting like kind of like midway. Okay. And so that means we're going to be seated against like the shittiest team. And then we're going to have like, it'll be like Georgia State and then us. And so we'll be able to get that one win for sure. And whether or not we take it to the next level is one. Volleyball, we always get seated in the damn Austin regional. Uh, so. no, no, no,
1: I'm talking about Sunbelt Conference. Oh,
0: you just in Sunbelt play? Oh, yeah, yeah. easy. Volleyball, we're going to go all the way to the finals and then we'll see what happens. Okay. Young team, they just lost to JMU I think, and a couple but, other Okay.
1: Ones. But I, this is what I'm saying because I think there's three games before we get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So if you think we win one soccer game and three volleyball games, that's four. Well, Does that means Texas wins a football, ball. Game?
0: We're already talking about it, you know?
1: All right. All right. So I said it at four and a half, you take the over. Tweet yeah. that link. Put that Put that clip out. Clip that shit. Put that <laughs> out there. All right. There we go.
0: We got anything else to talk about?
1: No. I think we're good.
0: This is different than our last loss podcast because it was against the birds. And, you know, we had a lot to get off our chest. This time, it's like, ah, you know, it ish happens. Get that?
1: Yeah. I was trying to throw the bird up with, like, the Roadrunner thing, and it just doesn't work.
0: Do you see those Oklahoma guys that got the horns down, but it's the UT logo. But it just is the Longhorn staring at them like for the rest of their lives.
1: Horns forever oh, up, yeah, yeah. No, that's not the first time I've seen that. There's been some. Why other wouldn't they just who... get
0: the hand sign like that?
1: There's been well, because then Cause like, uh, I guess like that. I guess you'd want it like that. Yeah. Because you it'd could be even, weird you if you could even be weird have people want yourself like yourself
0: that. like that, like on the field posing like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but they didn't. I...
1: I don't know. You 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 grew up in a Longhorn house, right?
0: Uh, I would say yes. There's plus, there's some pictures of me in Longhorn gear at home.
1: There's no pictures of me in any sort of college gear. Period.
0: Really? Oh,
1: nope.
0: That's crazy because nope. that's like half of your fucking wardrobe. No.
1: Yeah. No. Well, because I'm a college football fan. Like I fucking love college football. No, um, I know. But like, even,
0: like, I'm saying preceding this, you know, like for yeah, you to not go. Yeah. No. Up it's. Like that,
1: I was, no, I was a pro. either
0: a Longhorn or Aggie stuff
1: no no well, you gotta remember neither of my parents were from Texas so my dad just rooted for whatever Texas team was playing an out-of-state school so Your mom he works was just yeah 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 my mom works for the CIA so she was rooting for like you know America over everything uh she was yeah. just an Olympic fan um <laughs> No, so like, no, it was just like, okay, if Baylor's playing Nebraska, you root for Baylor. If Texas Tech is playing Colorado, you root for Texas Tech, right? So I never grew up with any of that stuff. So I'm coming from a point of like, I think that the horns down is the weirdest thing in the world. Because why is it rent free? Why is your like opponent's like hand sign forever like in your brain? And I'm like, I'm not a Longhorn fan. I'm just coming like, that's weird.
0: OU That's a weird thing. Wins do. the SEC next year? I don't know. UT? No, OU. No. No. No, I think so?
1: No. No, I do not.
0: Georgia? <laughs> not really. Georgia. Georgia.
1: Um, <laughs> it'll be 2024. It'll be Auburn. They're due. It's what? like every five years they win the SEC. Yeah. So go go on a black, or a black horse there go...
0: Fucking uh, Mizzou, bro. That was another game I was
1: cautiously optimistic about. I was
0: like, Tigers are cooked. They're done. Season's over.
1: No. No, that was, uh, that was a mistake. LSU, low key. They, they're playing up, They're playing spoiler. Yeah.
0: I thought after that FSU comeback win that me and freaking Coach Johnson were talking about, I thought that was it. Would was Would you rather have
1: UTSA miss a bowl game, or would you rather have UTSA make a bowl game and play Texas State?
0: Um, I don't know because if they won that over us, God, it would be miserable.
1: Scared money don't make money.
0: That's true, but I don't know. Maybe I just am scared. Been burned too many times in the past. If we go to a bowl game, I want a clean path to victory. I want to be playing those teams that we were complaining about playing in basketball, like the School of the Blind. I want to play. I want to.
1: I want to play like. uh... (sighs) Who do we want to play? I don't know. I, I'm still. I'm so scared of calling out a team. I T T
0: Technical them. College. Come at I'm us. So scared
1: of, I'm so scared of calling out a team and then having them beat us. That's what University I would be University of about.
0: Phoenix Online. Get at me.
1: Western Michigan. E C U. Bowling Green. That's scary. Those would be the ones that I would be like you know, Syracuse Orange. Sarah- Ooh, that no. would be. Oh, thank no, you. I, don't, I don't want. I don't want to play Syracuse. I, want that. I don't know.
0: Tulane.
1: We'll see what happens. I would like to play Tulane. I don't think they're as good as they, that they're advertised.
0: I think but. Texas State, every bowl game, should play a private school to be like, this is what a state school is made of. We're blue-collar. Rice. Our, our, our podcasters wear flannel. <laughs> Rice? That could be fun. JT Daniels? Daniels X TJ Finley? Former SEC battle?
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. It
0: would be fun. And that was also the inspiration behind the Supercat offense if you listened to our last podcast with Mac Leftwich so it. thanks for watching everybody
3: we ain't got no badges we don't need no badges I don't have to show you any stinking badges better not come any closer
1: thanks for listening new episodes out every Thursday follow the boys on Twitter eat them up eat them up